Good evening, good people, and welcome back to the exclusive with your host, Lady Mina D. I am so very glad to be bringing you another uh, exclusive tonight. And, you know, we do our exclusives uh, periodically, so they're not always, that's why they're exclusive, because we just ain't bringing everybody in all the time. You know, we, we wait till we got something really great uh, that we want to bring to the table. Um, so we're, we're glad that you're with us tonight. I'm so very, very excited uh, tonight. And people may, you know, they say all the time, they want to talk about, you know, people who put their people on or, you know, you always got your own people coming through. And, you know, what about other people? I, I am a believer in nepotism, uh, strongly believe. And uh, if you got good people right in your circle, right in your bloodline that are doing amazing things, why in the world would you look over that, you know, and, and be handing out opportunities or engaging, you know, with people outside of that? And so tonight I'm very, very honored to be bringing you this exclusive with, uh, yes, he's he's my cousin, but uh, they refer to him as Mr. Black Power himself. Uh, none other than the Soul Fusion musician, singer, and songwriter, uh, activist, and everything his name says, Mr. Black Power. He is that, Mr. Lennon in English. Thank you so much for being here tonight with me, cuz. So glad to have you. Black Power Queen, how you doing, Your Highness? I'm, I'm doing wonderful. I'm wonderful. It's so good to hear. You don't always... You don't always have greetings like that, you know. So when you have have greetings coming like that, I, I love you it. You don't always have introductions like that. <laughs> listen, listen. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm I'm just, you know, it's it's funny because we go through um, we go through these different cycles in in life, and we all know this last year and a half has just been a crazy version of uh of a reality. So, you know, things things come back around and you get an opportunity to be back in in front of those you may have been out of a different space from for a while and uh we we live in different states so we definitely grew up together. When I say cousin, it's not my play cousin. Like we got blood <laughs> running through each other's veins. Um his and his, his mom first on my mother's side. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> when you see his mom, everybody said thinks that his mom is my mom because mm-hmm. that's how much we look alike. And it's funny because I just saw I saw on Lois and Toya on this uh um Pampered Chef evening we had the other week and it was just it was so good to actually see them and you forget mm-hmm. the FaceTime work and stuff like that, and I looked, and I was like, man, I really do look like Aunt Lois. I did it now. <laughs> I looked at her face. I was like, yep, that's it. I, I definitely look like Aunt Lois. Like, I can't escape that. Yeah, the at beauty, all. the things in the family run strong. It's a beautiful thing. Man, very strong. Um, so very glad to have you here. We were trying to figure things out offline. And so it was a quick FaceTime, and I was like, man, look at my cousin. I ain't seen my cousin in a minute looking good, looking strong. I love it, man. I I love it. I love it. So tell us, please, let us know what 
what you got going on. And you're going to introduce some music to us tonight. Oh, but wow. one thing about okay. your music is that you don't you don't play around with just things that sound good. You telling a story, you give it an experience, you offering uh, a, a moment of, of healing, a moment of release, rage. You know, you you really put it all out there in the music. So we we're definitely gonna talk indeed. about that. Indeed, indeed. So um, so okay. So everything in my life always comes back to the music. It's just in me like that. Um, it's been my, probably my purest, purest form of self-expression since I was a very small child. And then, uh, you know, now it's just, it's unlocking all of these other aspects of my gifts that it's just a, it's a beautiful thing to experience. Um, sometimes it's a difficult thing to experience, but by God, it's a beautiful yeah. thing. It's a beautiful thing to experience. Yeah. So the project that I'm working on right now is called, I'm working, actually, I'm working on a project that, is in threefold. So let me kind of break it down from the top. So if you took a top view of this project, it's three albums all together. And all three albums uh, t- together are called The Book of the Coming, The Veda Three. So the three Vedas are, think of Vedas like chapters or volumes. The first volume is Digital Sage and introduces soul fusion music, what it sounds like, what the feel of it is, and what I, how how I as a progenitor kind of birthed it into the world. It kind of gives the world the groove, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> as as James Brown would say, it puts it on the one side. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So then um, the second Veda is called um, Black Magic, the Veda One. And that album is, it is a, it is a collection of works that gives weight and gives um, freedom to the idea of our, our inner beauty, becoming our outer beauty, and then us using it, using it as excellence to move through the world. It manifests, our intrinsic beauty manifests itself as excellence, and then goes out into the world to do whatever it wants, or however we design Right. That's our. <laughs> and then, the, then the third volume is called Black Magic. <laughs> it's called Black Magic, the Love Infinite. So, Digital Sage, Black Magic, and Black Magic, the Love Infinite are the three volumes or the three Vedas. Of the, of the project that I'm about to release. <laughs> I'm so yeah, excited. Listen, let me just, let, let me just me say, <laughs> the, I, can, I can imagine, but the, just the naming of it, just the realizing that the, the time and effort and intention behind the naming of these projects is so... Um, it's so dope to me because you know we live in a we live in an age where was was popular is not really thought through you know and then now it used to be back in the day the chitlin circuit was the chitlin circuit because we didn't have access to mainstream and now that right. we have access to mainstream there's there's not the same thought 
and process and intention behind what we put out there. And now the Chitlin Circuit is like the place you want to be because that's where the real music is going on. <laughs> that's, that's where the real, real conversation is, right is happening on the Chitlin mm-hmm. Circuit. And so it's like I'm I'm proud of that position, but the naming, the attention behind uh, these, these projects, it feels very um, – when you got to the third one, I was like, this is very earth, wind, and fire with this name. <laughs> it's like this is something with like a 12-piece you know, 12, 12 band on the stage just letting you have it for hours. And everybody Look. passes out when it's over. We just pass Look, out when have, it's over. Look, so this is collective of musicians that I play with, and that's what it turns into often. It turns into yeah. these all-night sessions or these all-day sessions or something that was supposed to be a one-hour, two-hour show turns into a three-hour show, and the shit is rocking, and the yeah. fans yeah. and everybody's drunk. And, you know, it's, it's amazing. Like, it's been an experience. Um, and it's been in development for a while. So this album was actually, well, Digital Sage was supposed to come out by itself as one album in... Um, in 2017, as a matter of fact. <clears throat> but the FBI literally sent in a SWAT team, kicked in the door, and took my music. All of it. The databases, the backups, everything. Long story. <laughs> Very long story. I, w- I want to clarify. I want to clarify for y'all that he didn't just, he, he didn't just uh, recite the plot of a film. This was no. real life. The real FBI, the real Federal Bureau of Investigation, kicked his door oh. in. Mm-hmm. This is not, you know, we're not talking about enemy of the state with Will Smith. This was real life. No. Okay. So literally, yeah. because of the content of my music, I was labeled a black identity extremist and had to go to the Supreme Court the Superior Court here in D.C. and the Supreme Court to get my music back. <laughs> Don't believe me? <laughs> well, everybody But there's an act. If you look up the Lennon English verse, I mean, the United States versus Lennon English, it's a real, real, there's a real case. And it describes <laughs> being targeted as a black identity, a black identity extremist there. And then them targeting me. Like, literally, a SWAT team kicked in the door. They expected, I guess they expected to find weapons and plans of world takeover and all this kind of shit, but they found some music, so they took all the music equipment, <laughs> everything. But yeah, so that's how, that's how this album evolved from being one album, one 13-song album called The Digital Sage, and that music was plucked from like hundreds of songs that I really liked <laughs> that I've written. But uh, wow. I said, you know what? Now I'm going to have to be a little more intentional. So I had to break this thing down. Once I went through everything I went through in the last five years and put that together with what I'd gone through over the last decade, and at the same time, I was creating a brand new genre of music. Soul Fusion was never a genre of music before I started making it. Right. <laughs> so... So while I'm so if you see a a trend, you know, let me just let the people know ahead of time. You're going to see a trend when I talk to family members. And that Mm -hmm. trend is we going to create something out of nothing, period. That's how we move. And there's nobody that comes in contact. Like people will tell you they come in contact with us 
that's just something uh, in our blood. Something is being created out of nothing. So if you ain't you ain't the type that's into innovation and experiencing something new and being the first one to do something and take all the heat and the criticism, you know, to be talked about in in the in the world to come, then we not the kind of people you want to be hanging around because that's yeah. what's gonna happen. Yeah, basically, anyone who hangs out with us has to understand they're hanging out with the grandchildren of Kujo Oluwale Lewis. Hey, look, Kujo Oluwale Lewis, the last slave off the last slave ship close to the land in the United States. It was an illegal ship. They had to burn it and hide it when it got here. Kujo, <laughs> when he broke free, he went and started out of city, but that's a whole other story. That's a whole other right. story. <laughs> so it's a whole nother it's a whole nother deal. Right, right, right. So and so in anticipation of these works, right? So I've been working over the course of the last couple of years going through my who publishing licensing and all that kind of thing and performing and then I had to stop everything in twenty twenty, everybody did. I didn't stop yeah. writing music, but I stopped the release process for the music that was coming out last year. So mm-hmm. um <clears throat> In that space, I, I really got serious. I, I went back and looked at every, I looked at all the music. I had written new pieces, included them, and I began to see a pattern in my music. So I became real intentional with the pattern. For example, if you listen to my music, if you listen, if you if when when people experience those three albums, they'll notice that all three albums have nine songs on them. Those songs are specific lengths. The songs are in specific frequencies. They're in specific, <laughs> they're in specific keys. It's very intentional. Everything about it. The lyrics. Um, the you know, soul fusion music can be described. If I had to describe it to someone in a sentence, it's deep rumbling bass lines with a lot of really slick melodies. The chords are dark, but they have a lot of hope in them still. And there's a um, I got this thing about certain types of metaphors because um, I've always had to explain myself <laughs> in such a way that it can be grasped through metaphor. Um, so it's, that has become a part of the storytelling. So okay. listen to my music. You'll listen to true stories. You'll listen to some embellished stories, and you'll know the difference as you listen to them by the type of metaphor that you experience while you're listening to it. For example, one of my first songs where I put this into practice was a song called Vibrate. <clears throat> now, I put Vibrate on an experimental album that I released in like 2007 called 60 Megahertz. And the song itself, Vibrate, is a... It uses the love of a woman as a metaphor for the music. So when you're listening to the music, it's like you're listening to an ode to the beauty of black women as well as an ode to the beauty of black music all in the same lines, phrases, and melodies. Man. It's a beautiful thing. Definitely some intention to pull something like that together. You got to think about that. You know, that's not something that just gets get thrown together because not only is it something you got to think about, but you have to have had the experience of, right. of loving and being loved by a black woman in order to put that into musical form. Indeed. 
Indeed. And there's a story behind that that I have to tell you. Right <laughs> Before Another we time. put it on the radio. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> okay, so... Um, so, yeah, so that's the project. Um, as I've been developing the project, I've literally been harassed by the police, like, the entire time. Um, <clears throat> I've had studio sessions interrupted. I've been arrested on my way to a show. I got arrested on my way home to my my mother's graduation. My, you know, mom graduated from college at 54. She went back to college at 50, graduated like 54, right? I'm flying home, and I get arrested. I drop a song, and a few days later, I get on the plane. I drop, just drop the song to SoundCloud. A few days later, I go to get on the plane. I get arrested at the airport and miss my mother's graduation. <laughs> because these people are evil, basically. They're just real evil. Like, the United States government is real evil. We'll get into that, too. Um, so, yeah, that's where we are. So, the last two songs are – so, I continue to write. And I continue to write pieces that I call the Chronicles of a Visitor. So the the songs that there's a there's another like a there's like an underground soundtrack to my life called the Chronicles of a Visitor, Visitor, the Alien Mixtapes. And these songs are the songs that come out as I'm working on. These are the songs that I just throw up on SoundCloud or that I write that are inspired by something as I'm going. I'll put the concept down and put it into SoundCloud and share it to the musicians that I'm working with. And I'll leave it on there for a little while, too, so people have an opportunity to hear what a song sounds like before it's done and then hear what the finished version sounds like and hear that both of them are dope in their own right. But, you know, that's a part of the, that's a kind of a part of my process is usually when I create the song itself, I write in all the, I, I write all the music, get it all done. And when I, record it, it has a very, it has a mixed feel between both the digital space and that analog sound. Because I play a whole, I play a lot of instruments live. and I've almost never used samples. I've never used samples on any of my, on any of my projects, but I've done sampling for other people by request, right? right. So I also write from the space or nothing. So the Chronicles of the Visitor, for example, have two songs that I dropped this year concerning of the, of the the last the latest event where the police kicked in my door <laughs> kicked in my door no warrant go crazy in my house and you know that song is called one two one two six off seeing eye and then i wrote a song that was the healing behind that song called know thyself it was a song t- i was in a lot of trauma behind that <clears throat> primarily a rage type of trauma so then i wrote know thyself to heal myself and return my balance back to a space where I can move through the world. Heal. Let's talk about let's, <laughs> let's talk about all seeing eye for a minute because if you if if you were recommending um the listener to hear these two songs in particular, uh would you would you say all seeing eye is what you want to listen to first and then you want to listen to know thyself? Absolutely. Um, okay. They, they they occurred in that order, and usually when I'm putting out music, it's very rarely that I. Well, no, actually they do sometimes come into my head out of order. But these two songs in particular are related to each other in that one two six all seeing eye is the 
is the song that came right after it was the, literally I wrote it the day after everything happened to me. And then know thyself was written as the healing to that track. I, and here's the other thing I would highly recommend. Listen, if you, if you listen to one, two, six, all seeing I, you must listen to know thyself afterward because you can feel what I'm going through in the song. So right. if you go through and listen to one, two, six, all seeing I, your your soul will be troubled by that song. You play know thyself to repair whatever trouble might be there. It reminds you that there is healing. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. And I had to I had to figure that out too because some songs I had decided not to release them because they just you they, you feel them in such a way that it can really disturb your spirit. Again, you know, why? You know, when you when you're doing stuff. At this level of intention, um, you can't, you, you just can't have a concern for what is going to be popular and what somebody is going to grab and, and take to the charts and, you know, call me about and get a record. You can't have those things in mind well, because that kind of thing is about that kind of thing is about how many plays and how many followers. But when you are an artist that's brave enough to say, listen, this not only would this not be for everybody, but let me give you some advice. If you listen to it, do it in this order. This is the reason why. And most people, for real, most people listening to music are like, hold on, when do we have all of these rules about listening to music? It's not about rules, but sometimes depending on the artist, there are going to be some guidelines. There gonna be a couple guidelines. Like just this is my suggestion, and this is not this is not new. You will often hear their genius who would say things like this. Go back and listen to the things that Prince would say before he released some music, and how yeah. how often did Prince release music and not even announce it? Right. Because you can't have you you're not trying to have the space of. Well, I gotta have a marketing, and I gotta make sure I have this to promote yeah. this. No, no, no. This has got to get out this day, and this is the reason why. And that's to fulfill the artist. And if the artist themselves is not fulfilled in what they're doing, then yeah, it can be. You know, put your peanut butter and jelly stuff out there because we don't care about it. You know, mm-hmm. but this is something completely different. So just keep that in mind. You know. It is. Now, I, I do believe in freedom. I do believe, hey, look, if you want to go through and listen to how the hell you want to listen to it, by all means, knock yourself out. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> this is like the warning label on some dynamite. You hear me? Right. <laughs> it's good music. It bumps. It, like, there, it's, it's some, it's some, like, you're going to hear, oh, my, I'm so excited. Listeners are going to hear some <laughs> really, really cool grooves. And... I am 100% sure because I've observed this. I've observed somebody listen to this song, Know Thyself, and literally they awaken right there in front of me. Like you could see the look on their face change from a, like a, like they looking through a fog to this clarity where their eyes get bright. I don't know how to explain it, but I love watching that happen. I love to watch people listen to that song, Know Thyself, and a couple others that I've written for the first time. There was this girl that came to my um, <laughs> that came to my studio while I was recording with this artist named Sheree. Sheree has a beautiful voice, and her very sweet, powerful voice goes like beautifully over this like this really 
um, the, these these very very strong grooves, powerful grooves that we got bumping behind this really sweet powerful voice, and we all had on headphones. And this girl, who is a guest of Sheree, she's sitting in the studio, real proper and chill. You know, she knows how to be in the studio. Sit there, shut up. There's people working. You know, she's sitting yeah. in the corner rolling up for us, and we listening to a couple of different songs, and we going through these different tracks. And Sheree starts singing into the mic she's sitting right next to the microphone but she's not intentionally singing into it but it's picking up her voice and this other young lady who's standing by we call her goon because she's just great <laughs> it stands for something especially in her circle right. but we call her goon and she was sitting there listening she had the headphones on and there's this look that comes out over her face where she just her face brightens and she's smiling ear to ear suddenly. And I'm like, so you get it. She's like, this sounds amazing. I've never heard anything like this. Her voice is amazing. She goes, she just starts going on and on about the girl's voice and so on. So just the presence of the experience with the music is the kind of thing where I've never, to be honest, I've been okay. I've I've had these experiences where I drop music and move music all the time, sit in with different bands and play music all the time. It's literally about the music. When you're making good music, you don't have to worry. You don't have to. A lot of people, they be like, okay, you got to worry about marketing, you got to worry about this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know what? I have a plan for that. The plan executes as it's executed. I just focus on dope-ass music. (laughs) I just focus on making dope-ass music. I post it to my website when I'm ready to share it, and I keep it moving. The people that keep up, they keep up. The people that don't, they don't. And I don't give a damn about mainstream, what they got going or nothing, because that's I've, I've, I've learned something about music worldwide. And I've been on 40-something countries, performed all over the planet. And what I've always found to be true... No matter if somebody hears your song for the first time or the 15th time, they know whether it's good music or not, and they fuck with you. And in my mind's eye, I fuck with the people that fuck with me. me. I had a manager for a while who was like, yo, you can't can't play this music like this, and, you know, we're never going to be able to take this mainstream. (laughs) I mean, you talk about about things that the police have done in this music. You know what happened in NWA. I was like, that's cute now. I don't give a damn about the police. I'm not scared of the police. I don't care about them. Freedom of speech. I get to say whatever I want, especially in my music. And if you can't manage that, then you can't manage me. Because my music is a black experience. My music comes from the perspective of a black man going through society that's trying to kill him and everyone he loves every fucking minute of every day. Right. And I still find... That's a lived experience. That's a lived experience. You know... It's, it's a lived experience that, in in many ways, what it really what it really looks like and feels like. No matter how many phones we got to capture this stuff on on camera, we can clearly see. If it if it wasn't evident on on January sixth, twenty twenty one, then it's never going to be evident that it does not matter how many cameras we have to try and show you and explain to you what this feels like to be a lived experience. Sometimes the only way it's going to come out is in the music. And it doesn't happen because uh, we feel like that's, that's the end-all, be-all. We know that that's not a solution. But, again, if you, if you know anything about this network so far, the reason why it is what it is, is I say that blues, jazz, and soul is the foundation of all music, and that was created 
by black people. You don't get the blues if you don't feel the blues. You don't know what that is until you've lived it. And that whole sound was created because of a lived experience. And what did it do? It opened up this whole new world of innovation and creativity for all people to be able to express themselves. And so without having to always, you know, try to, it's no longer about trying to convince people, yeah, this is my experience and I'm black and this is what I, I'm not trying to convince you. This is what I live, so this is what I have to express. This is what it sounds like. If you're interested, then by all means, take a listen. If you're not, just know that this is not going to stop. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that was something else. I had to, I had, there came a point, this was, this was like 20 years ago, and I was in Germany of all places where I made this decision. A, a really good friend of mine, I've been sitting there and playing with a few different bands trying to get my grips down in, in Europe. Um, so I played, you know, all over Germany, France, Great Britain. <clears throat> and as I'm doing this, I'm seeing more and more that these crowds that are coming to see my mute, coming to see me play, everybody, even in these countries, there's huge black communities in all of these countries. Do not be fooled, yeah. American. There are oh, black yeah. communities in every country that you go to. And let me tell you, they fly. <laughs> listen, listen to me. They are fly. When I, go to when I go to when I go to Metz, when I go to Paris, when I go to London, when I go anywhere I go, I find the black community first, and I put my feet down, and I make sure that's where I've and that's another that's another you know me I feel at home anywhere I go in the world, and that's the reason why. While I was traveling, I figured out black people are the majority on the planet. We're everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, and I'm not. I'm, I'm never. And I will never be afraid of my own people, so I'm always at home wherever I go. So it was a beautiful. That's just the beautiful thing about it. But I, as I'm watching and going through these, through these, these, this process with these shows, I'm finding increasingly, as time is going on, that <laughs> over time I'm discovering that my, my my crowds are increasingly white people, and I'm like, where is all these white folks coming from to listen to this very black? <laughs> <laughs> that right. I know they don't understand. Like, I've had conversations with people who listen to me. You know, that's really great. And this metaphor really speaks to this, that, and other. I'm listening to them like, this person does not get it at all. Let me keep it. <laughs> but when, when, when my brothers and sisters listen to my music, they understand it because it's their experience. I'm singing to their experience. Not only singing to their experience, to bear witness to what I've seen. James Baldwin said something along the same lines. And I've always carried something. Love James Baldwin. Who <laughs> doesn't love James Baldwin? Only evil people don't like James Baldwin. If somebody says, I don't yeah. like James Baldwin, there's something wrong with them down in their core on the inside. They rotten on the inside. Yeah, just period. 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 <laughs> Across the board. You just cannot Across the board. not love James Baldwin. Yeah, certain people, if you read their work or you listen to their work or you listen to their thought process and you think there's something wrong with them, there's something wrong with you. And that's that's one of those people, James Baldwin, <laughs> Tony Morrison, Asada Shakur. Uh, you read any of their work, um, Dr. Francis, <laughs> Francis Cress, well, you, you listen to these people work. And you and Angela Davis, you listen to their work and you can come back and say that there's something wrong with them. There's something wrong with you. I immediately don't trust any of those people. Period. Yeah. <laughs> Period. <laughs> but yeah, that just that, that has always been a part of my living experience as a songwriter. I'm I'm not quoting this exactly, 
but he said, I'm quoting my version of what I got out of his message. Mm-hmm. So as a writer, there's a responsibility to bear witness to everything you see in the world, tell that, and, and then tell that story. Well, I have one more part. Not only do I tell that story, you know, we from a long line of sages and a lot of earthly, a lot of black magic in our background. It is not only my responsible to my responsibility to bear witness and to write about what I've seen, but it's also my responsibility to write what I would like to see in the world. Yes. Because if no one ever says what they want to see, then someone else ends up creating what they want to see. And as we can tell, that ain't been working out for the planet Earth for very for hasn't been working. That's right. For the last 2,000 years, the people in charge, they are some evil people, and the, the, the things that they want to happen in the world are evil. So we have to counter that with something beautiful, with something wholesome, with something healing, and with something that restores balance to our mind, body, and soul, and puts us in harmony with the universe, you know? Yeah. And that was, something yeah. that, that was something Gandhi said, and Gandhi lived by, be the change you want to see in the world. And, uh um, yeah. To to say that and to live that as a person uh, as a person of color as a minority in this in this country and in, and now we're seeing even across the even across the world to be a minority and live that way that you want to be the change you want to see in the world that's 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 an that's an elevated place of of power you come from because you don't have to have that mindset when you have lived in a society that has worked hard to keep you down to to make you believe you are less than you are and so it's amazing to me when i hear my brothers and sisters speak that way that's the stuff that i want to hear because we already know this is hard that is hard this is difficult that's trash this is terrible we know that what do you want the world to reflect, and how do you plan on being that? And when you can be that and be an example of that, it's one of the most beautiful things you can ever witness because you can look at a person, you know, to know that my my cousin has had the FBI knock down his door more than once. More than with, once. With no reasonable justification. Um, to do him bodily harm and for this man to still say through my music my goal is to be the change I want to see in the world I, I want I want people to be better I want people to be beautiful I want people to be healed that's a beautiful thing it's a wonderful thing to hear because you would have every right to be the angry black man to be filled with rage everywhere you go and oh, that's what people don't girl. understand. Girl, there was a time when my anger was so overwhelming. My anger, my pain, my frustration, it was so overwhelming. I didn't even look like the same person. People who know me for years would look at me and be like, man, are you all right? I mean, you look real new. Like, you look, you look like you. They, they, they couldn't understand it. Like, and, and some people, they didn't recognize me at all. I could walk past people I've known for years. They wouldn't even say hello because I didn't look the same. And I didn't care. Now, let's, let's, make, let's make one thing clear. I am no less angry now than I was then. It's just that I've learned something about rage. Rage is an emotional energy that can come from love just as much 
And just as just as the the rage can come out of um, come out of negative emotions like and negative experiences, rage can come out of a righteous indignation because you see something and you know it's evil and you want to rid yourself and the rest of the world of it. Absolutely. When Absolutely. I when I when I started having these experiences where these police were attacking me over and over and over again. My rage is now, it, at first it was just rage, like I'm mad as hell. But then, the more that I meditated, and the more that I took the time to develop my knowledge of self, I discovered something about that rage. I discovered that like any other energy, emotions are literally biochemical electric energy happening in your brain all the time. You can actually harness that energy You can transmute it into whatever you need it to be, and then you can use it, girl. (laughs) I have mastered Sir Sir Isaac Newton said energy is neither lost nor destroyed. It is merely transferred. Just transferred from one party to the next. Indeed. I wrote this this song called, uh, this song called I Am is on uh, the, the album Digital Sage. And when I had that epiphany, I, I, I had a several epiphanies at once. The other epiphany that I had along with it is our atoms, and just what, like you were talking about, our atoms and our molecules have been in existence since the beginning of time, of what we call time, of what we experience as time. And our atoms and our molecules will be here to the end. We are literally eternal beings having a mortal experience in this vessel, in this form right now. Mm-hmm. And we have the power to make that experience the best or the worst of our choices. At the beginning of that song, it says 13.8 billion years in the future. <laughs> that's how the album, that's how the, the song starts. And it speaks to exactly what you just said. It speaks to exactly what you just said, the energy. It's, it's, it's amazing. I, that's why I love the I love the experience of music because there's so much can be translated um, and understood through it in conversations that like this. You know, there'll be people listening to this to this interview and they'll get lost. You know, once you start talking about molecules and energy and, you know, being better and above, people will get lost. And I understand. I understand getting lost in it. That's why music becomes so powerful because where you got lost in the verbal conversation, you can completely understand when the music starts. You're right. So this this is a question that I have for you. In light of that, how did you know that soul fusion was the way to go? How did you come about the the moment where it was like this is what it is it's soul fusion this is how I describe what this is that I'm doing it wasn't so it wasn't how I came up with the idea of soul fusion music happened over time um but it was there were certain periods where I knew it's certain things happening I'm going okay I'm on to something 
and you and I just got real serious about whatever it is that I I couldn't describe it at first because you know how sometimes have you ever had an idea that seems like so big and so unfathomable you have almost no way to put it into words. Absolutely. I had that Absolutely. experience. That's how we got here. Right. <laughs> That's how right. we got right here. Right. That's how we got right here. So right I here. so I I had really I I had a, a an experience where I said, you know what? Let me stop trying to put it into words. Let me just put it into, into a groove. And it was an effective mechanism, girl. And when I tell you everything else just started coming together around, okay, this is the feeling. I know what I feel, and I know how to make this feeling. I know what this feeling sounds like. I know what this experience sounds like tonally. I know what the conversation sounds like musically. I know what the melody of the the movement through the world is. I know what it sounds like when trains are going by or when when bombs are dropping all around me in the middle of a war zone or when there's gunshots going off with me or a baby is being born or people are getting married. I know what that sounds like, and I have this ability to be – because I live my life audibly. (laughs) First, I began to put that into – I begin to translate that into a into a musical form. So then when I started to try to communicate with other musicians, hey, they would say, Hey, what are you trying to do, man? We 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 feel what you're trying to do. We can see the notes and everything, but we wanna what do you wanna do with this? What do you wanna do with this particular thing that you're trying to get us to do? And I had a long period where I had a problem trying to describe to other musicians what the feel of the music was. Fun. Everybody know. Put it on the one. Jazz, right. you could do anything with it, but there's a structure that you work inside of so all of the other musicians know where you're going. Like, there's all these little things in music. People clap on the one and three for certain types of music. People clap on two and the four and the other. Almost all hip-hop music is in three, is in four, four times. Like, these kind of things, there's just, like, um, guidelines and um, kind of like a, a, a map through a soul spectrum, mm-hmm. so to but what happened is be, I began to write my own map. So instead of me, even if I'm sitting down with jazz musicians, I'd be like, okay, now, I, I got real familiar with jazz, <laughs> playing sax. It was easy for me to speak to those terms with jazz musicians. I said, all right, now this is a little bit like a girl in anime. It's that kind of groove, but yeah, yeah. it's this. <laughs> we're going to add minor chord. There's going to be more minor chords, and it's going to be a, a more of a swing beat. So there were things that I began to describe, but then I started to figure out, all right, this is what it looks like. This is what it sounds like. What are the commonalities in this music? All of my music has these real, their, their bass lines rumble. They rumble. They, like, shake the earth. When you play when you play speakers on the planet, they shake the earth, and the earth shakes that, that's a really beautiful thing to experience as well. So, the rumbling bass lines. What else has a lot of rumbling bass lines in the hip-hop music and soul? My music wasn't really hip-hop, even though sometimes I rap over it, but I said, okay, this soul thing sticks. Because there is a lot of soul in this music. Right. Like the chords I use, the structures I use, the chord progressions. I grew up in church. So sometimes you hear a little church in there, sometimes you hear a little jazz in there, sometimes you hear a little... Uh, a little R&B, sometimes you hear some blues. But then what was another, what was the next commonality? Where the melodies were completely unique. You didn't find these melodies in jazz, you don't find these melodies in 
anywhere else. But as I started to travel the world, I started to hear these melodies in other places or similar melodies. Yeah. I started hearing similar melodies in artists like the Cootie family, Fela Cootie, Femi Cootie. I started hearing, <laughs> I started hearing, I started hearing music, you know, by hand jazz with some of my horn lines. And I'm like, these people on the same vibe. Almost. What is this? So what I began to understand is that what I was doing with my sound is I was fusing all of these different aspects of all this music that I listened to and that I cultivated and that I written myself um, in a lot of cases over the years. And I fused it all together with that, with the central aspect being the soul. No matter what other part of music that I mixed it with, I made sure that it had soul. So whether it's just got rock in it, it's still soul fusing because it's soul fused with rock, soul fused with even classical music. All seeing eye is soul fused with classical music <laughs> and hip hop music. So that is how um, I began to start fusing the what I found was the center of the music was the soul, and I began to fuse that with everything else that I was experiencing. Yeah, and and. I, that was that was important to me to get that explanation out there um, to whatever degree, so that people understand. Uh, you, it doesn't happen overnight, and you don't always have a name for whatever it is. You know, yeah, because you we think because so much is already present in music in music when it comes to genre, we believe that every space is already taken. No, there's there's some things happening that we just don't have names for yet. You know, before before Miles Davis' Birth of the Cool, we didn't understand what it meant, to, what cool jazz was about. You understand? And he didn't, he didn't even realize what he was listening right. to. And they like, dude, what you doing with French horns and tubas in jazz? This is like, we, we rarely do this type of thing. And, you know, mm-hmm. you got Miles Davis who pull in uh, uh, Jerry Muggle, uh, Mulligan, J.J. Johnson, Kenny Clark, um, John Lewis, and uh, Gil Evans, all of these guys, and literally named the album Birth of the Cool. Like, once it, once it was time to name it, it was like, because we birthed something here. And this is the kind of thing that happens, which is why, again, you never find a space in music that's not phenomenal. Um, and so for other right. musicians that are listening, don't be – get excited. <laughs> you don't have a name for it. That's what I'll say. Don't be scared of it. Be excited yeah. when you don't know what to call it because something amazing is happening. Um, so I, I, I really love that. Now, we um, – before before – we, we get out of here. One of, a couple of things I definitely want to do, and this is just, you know, housekeeping type stuff. I need you to tell everybody where they can find your music, um, all the, whatever platforms it is that there are, the website, wherever you want people to follow you and, and, and get to it. Uh, let's, let's do that first. Where can people listen to it? Okay. Okay. So everyone, and I, I oh my God, I got it. Oh, so the first place to listen to my music is LennonEnglish.com, L-E-N-N-O-N-E-N-G-L-I-S-H.com, LennonEnglish.com. All the music, all the vibrations that I'm putting down don't always come out on my website first. I don't believe in this whole give my music to Apple 
a company who would censor me or <laughs> I don't believe in giving my black music to some white folks. I don't believe in giving my intellectual, my black intellectual property to some white folks. I just don't, I ain't into it. LendonEnglish.com. If you want to, um, if you want to get down with me on social media, I use only two social media applications. Well, I got three. I have a few places where I'm visible, but I'll really only log into about three of them. I log into Melanated Peoples, which is a black-owned social media application. I love what they're doing. Um, Instagram, you can find me on Instagram, Lennon English. A lot of the musicians that I work with are on Instagram, so that's probably going to be around for a little while. I have a Facebook music page. I don't use it. (laughs) Yeah. So if you go to my Facebook page, go to my if you do go to my Facebook page for any reason, just go in there and put a, a resist with a little black fist in there. Don't never post nothing else but that. <laughs> right. Just put resist with a little black fist and that's it on Facebook. Fuck <laughs> Facebook, I hate them. You're probably gonna have to delete that. I'm sorry. <laughs> And, and, and you know what? We're not. And uh, that's, that's the beauty of it. And this is because here's, here's the other thing. Any, if there's anything ever that you that you release, you want to do something special for it, or you just want to play a certain day, you let me know. You send it to me. This will always be a platform where you need to be welcome. So um, no, you know, and, and this is, this is why you have to create your own space because I, I own it. So no, yeah. You know, I can't, I don't have to ask anybody's permission. I don't have to ask nobody nothing. To play it. You don't have to ask anybody anything. Um, you know, and that's, that's the beauty of it. So you will you'll always be able to have access here. I will uh, provide a link. We'll get that up as soon as possible from our, from the Purple Rose Planet website to com, so you can have easy access to it. If you if you want to access it through there, uh, we'll always make sure we have that link present and available um, so people can get to it. Um, I'm going to so build you back. Before too. we go, I'm now it's clear. I'm, I'm telling you y'all. I'm telling you all. As we've said, there's about three, four different stories we couldn't even get to tonight. So <laughs> clearly, clearly he's gonna be back. So I don't want y'all to worry about it. We we'll get the we'll get to those stories because trust and believe they are they are incredible. Uh, but um, just last words, what do you want? What do you want people to know about what what's getting ready to be released? And um, We've we've talked about the soul of your music and the center of it, where it comes from, and what you're just trying to put put out there in the world. Um, what do you want people to know just before we we leave tonight? My music gonna change the way your brain works. <laughs> <laughs> Look, another here, here, warning here, here, label. Here, here is here is the perfect here's the perfect explanation. I, there is a very very prophecy that describes what my music is what, what my music my, I believe that my music heralds something specific I don't want to give away what that specific thing that it heralds is but I will give you this in the age of Aquarius the daughters of the children of the sun will come to power on the shoulders of lost kings it is then that the world will know peace 
prosperity, and healing for ages to come. My music is black music that heralds that event by giving the story and telling the story of what we experience in our lives in a very personal way, and then speaking to how how I heal myself and how I've watched others heal themselves, how I'm watching the planet heal itself. And I'm speaking a little bit of a spell of my own into that space. And the music heralds that experience. This music will tell that story and you'll feel that pain. But if you keep listening to it, it'll heal your ass too. Because I healed myself with my music. Everything that I went through, the resilience that people see in me, that light that they see on me when I walk down the street, when I speak to people, I greet everybody. Everybody's known me forever. I, everybody who's known me for a long time, they know that I've been greeting people forever. Black Power King, Black Power Queen, Black Power Brother, Black Power Ages. <laughs> I don't care if it's in your office full of white folks. I don't care where it's at. If you look like me, I'm speaking that blessing into your life because I want people to know thyself. I want them to know their gifts. I want them to walk in power. I want them to walk in love. I want them to walk in excellence. We're going to tear down this bullshit and we're going to build something beautiful in this place. We're going to restore this planet to what our ancestors wanted it to be. Paradise. That's what my and music is here. Absolutely. Like, that's, that's one of the most perfect closing uh, to an interview I've ever I've ever experienced, <laughs> and until we have him again, I want to thank you again, Mr. Lennon English, Mr. Black Power, uh, my my cousin, my uh, you know sharer of DNA. Uh, just, I love you so much, I'm, I'm honored. I'm I'm honored to have such such wonderful. Kings surrounding surrounding me in my life, and to know that I'm no matter where we are in the world, whether he's in in one state and I'm in the other, you know, I know that I'm covered because I got a I got some kings out there that's looking out for me, and I appreciate that. So I'm so so wonderful, so blessed to have you here. Um, you all Thank make you so sure make sure you stay tuned because we are definitely going to have him back telling some more of these stories and speaking more <laughs> life into you wherever you are. This has been the exclusive with Lady Lena D right here on the Purple Rose Planet. We love you. Thank you so much. Black Power King. Black Power Queen. Black Power y'all. To all your listeners, I appreciate everything you do for me, love. Absolutely. Love you. Next time. Peace. There was a young man Discovered where he came from